Hey everybody, it is Wednesday night, refuel time, and we're going to have a great time. So as everybody starts getting logged on, we'll make a few adjustments here. And I'm going to make sure we're firing over on this side. Looks like it. Where is it? Okay, yeah, there it is. All right. Hello, Diane. Good to see you tonight. That's awesome. Let's see here. I've got to share mine. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> hey, everybody. It is so good to see everybody coming on. And I'm excited to be with you guys. Hey, Jeff. Glad to see you, man. And uh, we're here at the old office getting ready to jump into a great discussion and uh, I'm just glad everybody's everybody's logging on. So while we get started tonight, you know, it's just kind of a reminder with, with refuel. You know, uh, depending on where you're at, some people are driving, some people are at work, whatever. Uh, but if you can, you know, a great thing to have with us is your, your Bible. Uh, if you're like me, you might need some of these. <laughs> some coffee. Uh, just what, whatever you need there, maybe a notepad. But uh, the important thing is just be here. And tonight, we're going to join together. And as always, I just want to remind you real quick that Refuel is all about encouragement. My hope for you tonight is that you are absolutely encouraged, that you are fueled up right here in the middle of your work week. You're fueled up for the rest of the week and ready to roll. And uh, that's my hope for you. And uh, it's just a great, great, great time. So knowing, that ref knowing what refuel is, I do want to tell you one thing. For those of you that live in the area and that can, I want to remind you that we do have live teaching going on right now on at the Three Oaks Church campus in Gallatin. And you can jump in over there and find some great teaching. We do refuel. Oh, don't forget, we got our youth ministries and children's ministries going on. All that's going on and offered right there on campus at 630. They just started. We do refuel for all of our friends and family all across our area and around the world that can't be in the service. So that's for you. Like you, Brian, all the way up there in the cold, cold north, uh, that it's a little bit of a, a, a drive to come all the way down here from Maryland. So <laughs> I'm glad to see you, Brian. Uh, so thankful for you and your wife and, and all of the rest of you. And it's great to hear Jeff said you're coming down soon. Can't wait to see you, my friend, from San Diego. And uh, so many people from around, around the world. I'm just grateful, grateful for you. Uh, looking forward to seeing a great friend of mine, uh, John Mosbach from uh, The Hague, the Netherlands, and uh, here soon, just in a few weeks, get to hang out with him. It'll be good to see him. But anyway, I digress. Let's, let's just talk. First, here's the bottom line things I need you to be a part of, okay? First is this, get engaged in the comments, right? I know you may be sitting there and saying, no, I don't want to do that, but it's important. Get engaged in the comments. Maybe just let us know where you're watching from, like like uh, like our friend Brian did, or anybody else that's in there, and just let us know what's going on. Other than that, you know, 
just get involved, get engaged. When you hear something or you have a thought, don't be afraid to put it in there. Uh, it's important. You never know that something you may add may make a huge difference for somebody else. So uh, jump in there and be a part because there is some great wisdom. I'm just going to tell you, uh, just in people that are on here right now, there are, there's an amazing amount of wisdom that's out there. I'm looking at so many of you and I could start calling out names, but, but then if I do that, then I'll leave somebody out and somebody will get hurt, but we don't want to do that either. <laughs> but anyway, get involved in the comments, uh, throw your thoughts in there. It matters. And I'm glad to see them. And I see all of them. I, I think I see all of them, but, uh, other than that, there's the likes and the loves right down here. And uh, that just lets us know you're tracking with us. And we call that the old amen corner. So we love that. There, yeah, there you go. Thanks, guys. You always help me out. And uh, it's always helpful. And then the last thing, just share this. Your share makes a huge difference. And I, I'm grateful for that. I really, truly am. So let's get started tonight. You know, so much is going on in our world. And I don't know about you, sometimes it feels like you don't know up from down if you're looking from the world's perspective. And even as a Christian, I can find myself sometimes, if I'm not careful, kind of spinning. You know, it's like, God, there's so much crazy stuff that's going on all around us. And uh, it can be a difficult thing. Hey, Christy. Hey, Mark. It, it can be a really difficult time to uh, stay sane. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? When you watch the news, you watch... I mean, I've watched... My goodness, I watched a, a presidential address the other day and thought, wow, stress me out, right? Uh, all these different things. I mean, my goodness. Seeing what's happening on our border, all the stuff, and hey, kudos, Texas. Uh, but seeing all the different issues in our world that's active right now, it can really challenge your mental health, so to speak. But I want to talk to you tonight about that. You know, I, there, that's a big topic these days, this mental health. It's, it's a huge topic. And, and you know, and, and this is not a, a subject matter or a discussion that's going to say that mental health is not an issue. It absolutely is. Here's what I believe. I believe that much of the mental issues that we have today are an absolute attack of the enemy. I believe in spiritual warfare. I believe that there's an actual enemy that wants to destroy the heart and soul and the uh, future and the potential in every person. But also believe there's a savior that wants to give hope, that wants to restore, and that wants to make it possible for you to reach the very pinnacle of what you were created to reach. So, the choice is which one do you want? Hey, Sheila, good to see you. Hey, Gina, David, good to see you on here. Mark, there you go. So when we talk about it, I think what we have to really be as believers, okay? So as believers, what we really have to be focused on is the processes of how things affect us. What do we do with them? What, how do we walk with it? And that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. So Sunday, we started uh, 
a series called Set Apart. Set Apart. I think the, one of the basic tenets, one of the basic ideas of the Christian faith is that we are to be different. We are to be, as the Bible calls it, uh, set apart. And I also believe that that is one of the great challenges for people because uh, we as humans tend to want to conform to the people that have the loudest voices. And what I can tell you is that right now, culture, uh, the dark side of culture has a very loud voice. But as a believer, we can't be moved by the loud voices. We have to be moved by the truth of the one voice that we need to hear and follow. So, and I'll say this, as believers, for those that struggle with mental health issues as believers, I do believe not everything is solved alone in this matter, but I do believe, believe many of the issues that confront our culture and our friends and our family and believers in this world, in this culture right now, are very spiritually related. I really do. So how do we, this is the question, how do we be different? And one of the things we talked about, and I actually got to talk, have a great talk in our life group about being different. And the one thing that kept coming up through all of that is it all starts with our thoughts. It all starts with our thoughts. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, maybe some of you are like me that I can get lost in my thoughts. I really can. I can get in my own head and really uh, get myself twisted up. Anybody else? Come on. Come on, Gary, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's easy. And, uh, and that's a fight and a battle that we have to fight. You know, it's, it's like when we see someone and we assume what, what they think about us even though we don't really know, right? So then our thinking begins to get twisted, begins to start assuming what they actually think about us. And that person, in truth, has probably never even thought about us. <laughs> but yet in our mind, we've created this, uh, this blockage that affects not just the way we think, because once something affects your thinking, it affects your actions, right? Does that make sense? So that's an important thing to talk about. So tonight, what I wanted to do was just kind of delve into that a little bit. And there, there was a passage that we used Sunday, and I really want to uh, to look into that. So let's let's I'll just grab your Bible, guys, and or actually, if you don't have one, I have one right here. And we were reading out of First Peter, First Peter chapter one. And uh, it, I won't go through all of it, but let's let's start in verse thirteen, okay? Verse thirteen. Let me find it here. I got the really small print in this one. Not a, not a smart thing for me. First <laughs> Peter, chapter one, verse thirteen it says, "Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, let's we could almost stop there." Let's read it again. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Now, 
There's a lot to chew in that, and we kind of delved into that in, in, in a life group Sunday night. But the first thing I want you to understand is the very first thing it approaches in being ready. And this, this whole passage is about living right. It's about being holy, like as God is holy. That's what we strive for as believers. If we're not striving for that, it's questionable whether or not we really are believers. That's, that's really bottom line. Uh, because we live in a culture that is always looking for the easy way. And I'm just telling you, it's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to talk about a salvation issue in this particular part, but what I can tell you, if you're going to live your best life, if you're going to live the life that God has for you, if you're going to see the power of God in your life, the activity of God in your life, then we have to follow the things that He has given us, the guidelines, the, the patterns. And I really believe in this picture, we can see this pattern that will help you overcome, that will help you. Uh, you know, part of the problem is, you know, we have addictions, we have tendencies, we have all of these things that, that, uh, that we look at and we go, man, these, the actions I take, I don't even know why I take them and, and they, they beat me up or it's just all these difficult things. And the truth Guys, listen, the truth is that we have been immersed in a culture who doesn't want to think for itself, in a culture that certainly doesn't want to think about discomfort, all those things. However, if you want to win, if you want to have better. If you want to uh, walk in the fullness that God has for you, listen, you're going to have to do what the scripture said right here in this, in that first part says, therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober. Uh, another translation says, prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Uh, another translation says, gird up the loins of your mind. I'm getting really old fashioned in that one. But it's so important for you to understand. Too many people don't, don't want to do, they don't want to do the work of fixing this. We don't want to do the work. And let me, can I tell you, culture, it wants you controllable. But freedom comes when we understand that God gave us a brain. God gave us this ability to think. And the reality is, is if you can shift your thinking, then you can shift the actions of your life. So it's so important. And that's just a stepping place. But you know, I find it absolutely fascinating that when we're dealing with our thoughts and we're, we're dealing with those things, that we really don't always know this, that the natural outgrowth, truly the natural outgrowth of right thinking is right living right? If we think right, we'll live right. And uh, now here's one of the problems in our world. So a lot of people think, well, your right is not my right, or your truth is not my truth. Well, once again, this is a thinking problem, right? This is a thought problem because 
we want to think as if there is no black and white. There is no moral high ground. So all I can tell you is that I can't force you to believe as I believe. Wouldn't want to because it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't work. But what I would like is for people to realize that the fact that I believe in a biblical worldview, I believe in a biblical truth, I believe in biblical morals, that within that guide for me is what dictates how I live. And if it dictates how I live, then it has had to dictate what my thought life is like. I know that it's it's kind of this winding bridge, right? It's just this winding thing. And you're like going, wow, what? But it's true. And I think too many times we don't self-discipline. Remember what that one translation, I think it's the NLT, said that uh, exercise self-control. You know, prepare your minds and exercise self-control. So how do we prepare our minds? So, and this is a real question. So I'm asking you, that are watching tonight, just in the comments. So how do you prepare your mind? How do you, no, you know, I'm not looking for canned answers. I'm looking for real answers. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly right, Bob. You know, live in God's truth. That's exactly right. It's what we have to have. So how do you uh, exercise that? How do you build up your mind? How do you do that as a person, guys? That's what I'm looking for right now is when we prepare our minds, how do we do that? Now, I will tell you, for me, is uh, when I really need to build my mind, I need to really kind of get in there in my thinking, it's the Word, right? I know, I know everybody's going to say the Word, but it's also the action of that. Like for me, I like to get alone, uh, alone and uh, without all the distractions of life and, and really just focus on Scripture, you know? I think that's powerful. Yeah. See, Bob, prepare by reading the Word. Yeah. I mean, that is that is one of the key ways. You know, there's other ways, too. Uh, yeah, speak the Scriptures. That's good, Beverly. And Gary, listen to my Bible and wear the armor of God every day. I like it. I like it. What about this? One of the things that I find that people miss often, well, let me see what Cammie says. I choose to stay in the Word and focus on listening to God's voice. Beautiful. Now, let's, let's take a, a, a more of an outlier step because I do believe the word is kind of the obvious part. Here's the other side that I want to encourage you in, and, and I know it because it affects me. When you isolate yourself, when you isolate yourself, you limit uh, the preparation of your mind because it's too easy to get caught in your own thinking, in your own thoughts. You know, it's get, get locked in your own mind. Uh, yeah, you guys are now some great, great comments coming in now. So how do I do that in addition to the Word? The Word being the chief thing. The Word being the chief way that I prepare my mind. I also prepare my mind around the people that God brings around me. Godly people. People who are striving to be better. People who are real. People who understand that this isn't about legalism, that this isn't about a man law, this is about the word, right? This is, about, this is life. We're just trying to get through it. You know, it's, but surrounding myself with those voices. Does that make sense, anybody? So, you know, uh, what was the last 
well, how do I say this? What was the last experience you had around a group of people that helped you with your thinking? What was the last time you had that input? I'll wait. You're so right, Joe. Your circle, your circle is so important. That's that's exactly right. So when was the last time, right? Okay, Jeff. So recently joined faith-based men's book study. Perfect. I love that. That's great. Uh, my yeah, yesterday. Good job, Jeff. You know, for me, uh, it was a life group. I had a life group Sunday night and uh, got to really engage with those. Uh, I got to speak with one of my pastors today and, and got to be with him for a little bit uh, over the phone and get some advice, get some just to talk, just to hear, right? Uh, only hang out with my church family. That's awesome. Uh, visit my prayer closet once a week. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, Bob. Wow, you went to the men's group, Bob? Man. Yeah, that's awesome. So Bob at the men's group. That was a, and it was a great men's group, I heard. Uh, yeah, Kim, this, this Sunday, Cole on Sunday. That's awesome, y'all. So last night, see, you guys are killing it. But you know, that really is one of the ways, because I think we have to understand that the world is always yelling. There's always this volume that is so incredibly pervasive that just pounds at us. And so we need to use every benefit. We need to use every tool that we have in our tool belt to be able to prepare our mind. So I just want to encourage you, if you're not engaged in that way, try to. Try to. Give it give it a chance. Why? You say, well, Pastor, I, I just, you know, I can't get along with people. I, I don't, you know, I get uncomfortable in groups or something like that. You know, you, you're going to have to walk that out. You got to figure it out. But don't let the enemy rob you of the intensity and the the change, the benefit that comes in the uh, that comes with being around other people pouring into you and growing together. You know the Bible calls it iron sharpening iron. We need each other. So I love that. So you guys have some great great comments, but. So I really think about this preparing our minds. You know, we talked about that, that the word, uh, getting into the Bible, getting into scripture in whatever way you can. I've had people tell me many times, well, I can't find a translation that I understand. Y'all, you can find, there There are so many. <laughs> you can find one, right? Find one you can hear, you can get into. You know, if you can't, if you have a trouble reading then, then get the audio version. Get you need the word one way or the other. However, I will tell you if it's at all possible, read the word physically, because there's just something about those pages that mm, it's just something. But so prepare your mind. So we know the word. We know that the community around us, the people, the the uh, I will say the frequency. You know, the frequency that we're around people, the frequency that we're in the Word. Uh, you know, it's like when I fill up a vehicle, I recognize if I'm running a lot, that that tank's not going to stay full all the time, right? I need that. Things like this, this moment that we get to have together 
it, to recharge, to refuel. You know, because we need to make sure that we've got what we need to get to the place that we need to go. And too many people get stuck. And honestly, the place where most people get stuck is in their thinking. So my challenge for you tonight is, you know, is where we find in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where the Bible just simply says, don't be conformed to this age. All right, I'm just going to take that piece of that scripture. All right, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> don't be conformed to this age. And uh, just that phrase, that part of that sentence, you know, and this isn't out of context or anything, but just that part of this sentence gives us a, a huge anchor point. Do not conform to this age. And when we look at the world around us, the patterns of thinking, you can see it. Uh, the deceit lies, uh, all the political hoodoo, whatever you want to call it, all the, all the just evil demonic stuff around us, uh, the thoughts that, that are just insane. You know, I, I mean, I could, go, I could start listing the things right now and uh, just from top to bottom and we'd fill the entire screen one line at a time with all the insanity out there. But isn't it interesting? Because if you look back at most of the insanity that deals with people's behavior and all that, you'll find it's about their thought life. I've noticed that a lot of the people who are really far out in their thinking, you know, I mean, distorted and what we'd say like deceived, you know, uh, they don't want to talk about it. They would, they want to shout about it. They want to scream about it, but they don't want to discuss it. They don't want to reason together. They don't want that. No, because as soon as you disagree with them, you're evil and you're a bigot. You're this, you're that, all of that. There's no chance to talk. There is no medium. There's no median ground. And you know, that's crazy. But what that does also tells you that that's, that's a line of thinking. That is a thought problem. And what, what's the problem? They need their thoughts renewed. You know, it reminds me, you know, have you ever had an issue with your phone or your computer? Uh, and you're like, what is going on? You know, maybe it's not running right or there's a, you know, it keeps doing some odd thing or your mouse freezes or, <laughs> or your screen free. What, you know, let me ask you, what do you do? That's a real question. So when you run, this is IT 101 right here. So uh, if you call a tech, what is the first thing they tell you to do? Yes. <laughs> Have you powered it down and recycled the power? Right? You know, what about us? That's right, Samantha. That's the, that's the real word, reboot. <laughs> what about us? How long has it been since you were looking at a situation that you're frustrated about and you said, you know what, I need to do a reset. I need to pull back here. And I need to really think through some things. I really need to pray through some stuff. I, I really, man, I, I need to just step back and see if my thoughts are right. Because a lot of times for me, I find when I get... Uh, hyper emotional about something. I'm passionate about something. Uh, when I'm angry, 
Anytime there's all these emotions, you know what happens. Uh, we, we get a little distorted, don't we? We can end up going out on, on a limb that we don't need to go out on. <laughs> you know? And uh, for a lot of people, they, they say things they should never say. All these things happen. And what could change all that is when they pull back. That's right, Brian. They call you Reboot. <laughs> and that's the thing. Sometimes we just have to step back and say, you know what? No, I need to renew my mind. I really need to make sure that I'm getting some right thinking here. And, uh, you know, there's so many things that I see, uh, like what Brian was just saying, in the culture today, there's a lot of stuff that I would like to do that way. <laughs> might, might cure a lot. But it's interesting, though. It's like, you know, if, if you've not fully powered your phone down in quite some time, you'll find that it can work slower. It can, it can be buggy. So the challenge is this, is realizing that sometimes we have all this information hitting us constantly. And if we don't get a break, if we don't learn how to control that and, and run the filter right, you know, we got to keep the filter clean. What's the filter? The filter is the Holy Spirit in our lives. We got to make sure that the Holy Spirit is active and that we're uh, discerning. So anyway, okay, I'm go, I'm, I'll go down a rabbit trail, so I'm trying not to. But what I think the problem is, is that many of us need a reboot. You just need to back it up and say, you know what? Okay, I need to change what I'm doing. You know, and that's funny. I just saw that one. Uh, let's see, Joe said people don't have filters anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I've had so many people tell me, pastor, I, you know, I just, God didn't create me with a filter. And I went, you know, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, you're just crazy. <laughs> oh Lord. Thank you Lord for filters over our mouths. Right. Oh my gosh. What's Samantha saying? Yeah. Yep, reevaluate all that. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, your Facebook groups. You know, I think that's a a, a great point there, Samantha, too, because a, a lot of people do not filter. Uh, they don't watch the different things they become engaged in. And let me tell you, if it's not pushing you toward Christ, if it's not pushing you toward being better, a better version of who you are today so that you can complete the course that God set before you, it's probably not what you need. It's probably giving you wrong thoughts. It's probably misdirecting you. So I, I think as believers, we've got to be really careful. So that's a great point, Samantha, is we've got to be really careful about what we allow in here. One of the phrases I used Sunday was what I've always heard, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. So we have to be careful what we allow in. We need to really guard that because remember what comes in here affects how you think and how you think affects what you say and what you say will affect what you do. There are so many keys here, but the truth is God's called us to be different. And the only way we can be different is to live different and to live different. We need to think differently. That's the bottom line. That's the deep place. I, I love this. There's a, there's a story about uh, Henry Thoreau, and uh, he found himself in jail 
because he refused to pay taxes for uh, in a county or state that uh, had that supported slavery. So he found himself in jail for that, and his good friend Ralph Waldo Emerson rushed to the. This is the story. He rushed to the jail and was speaking to Henry through the bars and said, Henry, Henry, what, what are you doing here? And Henry looks at him and goes, that's not the question, Ralph. The question is, why are you out there? It's because of thinking, right? And I love that. I love that, that part of that story because so often... We find ourselves not standing up for what we need to be standing up for because we think wrong. We're concerned that somebody's going to not like us. Who cares? I mean, do you really think it matters? I mean, the likes and the loves, the, the pushes and the shares, all those things, uh, you know, they're, they're really not going to affect my life after tonight. You know, I am grateful for that. But at the same time, if some troll comes on and starts saying a bunch of crazy stuff, it's not going to keep me up because I don't care. Why? Because I know by my thinking, I know whose thoughts or whose, uh, what people think of me, the people that I care about, the people that know me, that are part of my life, you know? So we need to understand that. So we have to make sure that we have our thinking right and not let it keep us from voicing what we know we're supposed to voice. See, there's a lie that has encroached upon believers over the years, and it's this, that you don't need to talk about political things uh, as in terms of your faith. Wrong answer. Go to a Muslim nation. Ask them about political things engaged with their faith. I mean, I'm just telling you, that there's some wrong thinking in that. My faith should always direct what I think about those things. Always. As a believer, my faith should dictate how I vote. My faith should dictate all these things. Why? Because it's who we are. So we have to change our thinking so that this idea of being silent... That's not correct. We're not supposed to be silent. We're supposed to be standing up for what's right. We're supposed to be raising our voices and doing what God's called us to do, to be a light in the darkness. And I, I, implore, I implore you, do it right. Do it with love. Do the things that God's called us to do to change this world, to show them. But guys, it starts with the thoughts. We have to overcome that first. You've got to understand it's a battle that is continual. So tonight, I just want to tell you straight up, we need people who are willing to stand out in the crowd. We need people who are willing to understand that to be called by God is to be called to stand out. In other words, if you have been called by God, that means if you have received Christ, if you're a Christian, that means you have been called by God. <laughs> There's no way around it. And if we are called by God, we are called to stand out for Him. So, how are you? Are you different? Not just in that weird way. <laughs> are you different? Real question. Are you living different? Are you thinking different? 
Here's what I would encourage you. Look at your own life and the ways that you see things around you, all right? Uh, the way you see uh, church, the way you see friends, the way you see marriage, the way you see things. And look into that and make sure that your thoughts are directed correctly. Now, the way you do that is go to the Word, okay? If what you think and the Word don't line up, then that will be the answer to a lot of the issues in the places where you're struggling. Because, especially as a believer, because as a believer, we find ourselves in a, in a place of, uh, of incongruence where what I, my thinking doesn't line up with uh, my purpose. And that's where you find the conflict. So I, I really believe look into those things in your own life and it's, it takes time. And I think that's one of the struggles is everybody wants things so fast. But can I tell you something? Your thinking didn't get corrupted quickly. It took a while. So now it's going to take you being self-disciplined, just like it says in 1 Peter, where it says, you know, get to it. Prepare your minds for action. Prepare your mind and exercise self-control. Wow. Guys, I've spent, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes, well, 30, almost 40 minutes, uh, and I got the first half of the first scripture. <laughs> Anyway, guys, listen, I, I want to tell you this. You can do this. Uh, don't look at the world and think, oh my God, everything's falling apart. It's all over and you bury your head in the sand. No, see, that is wrong thinking. Here's right thinking. Right thinking is, man, thank you, God. You put me in this time at this moment to do something great. You put me here on purpose. And I'm going to live it out with everything inside of me. So tomorrow, when you wake up and you start your day, whatever that looks like for you, I pray that you'll start that day knowing that you are different in the best way. So guys, remember this. No matter how hard it is, you're going to be all right. You got this. Why? Because God's got it. And we can trust that. You just got to get to work. You have got to be the person God's called you to be. So don't give up. You're going to be all right. Anyway, I'm praying for you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit tonight. And uh, hey, make sure that you share this if you can. I would appreciate it. And other than that, I hope you have a great, great, great night. And I hope if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, then especially the North Nashville area, man, come hang out with us at Three Oaks and... Uh, and you know, do me a favor, come to the 8.30 service, not the 10.30. The 10.30 is getting really, really full. So <laughs> come to the first service. But we hope to see you there. And uh, if you can't, remember, we'll be online. We have full worship. Everything comes online. A lot of you, our friends in Maryland and in California and Guyana, they join us continually online. And I'm grateful for that. You guys are amazing. You're part of our family. Uh, other, other than that, come see us. We would love to see your faces and shake your hand. I am blessed. So anyway, from here in the little office, I bid you good night and I speak blessing on you guys. I hope to see you soon. Good night.